In the aftermath of a leaked Supreme Court majority decision striking down Roe, the left goes absolutely berserk. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. The Ben Shapiro Show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. I talk about them every single show. Why haven't you gotten a VPN yet? Get ExpressVPN right now at expressvpn.com slash Ben. We'll get to all the news in just one moment. There is a lot of news. First, let's talk about saving yourself a lot of money. Right now, your bills are going up thanks to Joe Biden's inflation. So look at that monthly bill. One of your biggest bills on that monthly bill, one of your biggest charges is your cell phone bill. So why not lower that bill and also stop giving your money to companies that actually hate your values? Stop paying for Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile social initiatives. Stop paying for their thousands of retail stores across the country you never go into. Stop paying for their added perks you never use. Pure Talk doesn't charge you for any of that garbage. Instead, they give you excellent 5G coverage on the same 5G network as one of the big guys for half the cost. The average family is saving over $800 a year. I made the switch. It is the best decision you will make about your finances this year. You can keep your number, keep your phone, or get great deals on a new phone like a Samsung Galaxy 5G for less than two bucks a month. Unlimited talk, text, six gigs of data, just 30 bucks a month, or choose unlimited data, you'll still save a fortune. Head on over to puretalk.com, enter promo code Shapiro. You will save 50% off your first month. That is puretalk.com, promo code Shapiro. Pure Talk is indeed simply smarter wireless. Go save money today on that cell phone bill and get the same coverage as one of the big guys, puretalk.com, promo code Shapiro. Alrighty, so John Roberts, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, has now acknowledged that the leaked Supreme Court draft majority opinion decision by Justice Alito striking down Roe versus Wade is indeed legitimate. He says, however, that because it is a first draft, it is not a final draft. It's not clear which way the court is going to go or if this decision is going to look exactly like the decision that comes out from the court. According to the Wall Street Journal, a leaked Supreme Court draft opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito and published late Monday by Politico indicated the court may be preparing to overturn Roe versus Wade. Chief Justice John Roberts confirmed in a statement that the draft written by Justice Samuel Alito was authentic. He said it was not necessarily the final resolution of the case. He said this was a singular and egregious breach of trust. I mean, he's correct. It is a singular and egregious breach of trust. He would know about that considering that he wrote the Obamacare decision. Justice Roberts condemned the leak, said he had directed the court's marshal to investigate the matter. So we've now reached the timeline where the marshal of the Supreme Court actually may arrest somebody, which is pretty amazing. The 67-page opinion declared Roe was egregiously wrong and deeply damaging. The court is expected to actually issue the opinion by the end of June or early July. But the truth is, at this point, the court should just release it. The court should just move forward and release this opinion, and then we can be done, because otherwise this is just going to simmer for nigh on two months. And there is no purpose to that at all. In the meantime, states are moving in various directions on abortion. So you have more conservative-leaning states already moving to enshrine the right to life, and you are seeing liberal-leaning states enshrining the right to abortion all the way basically up until you are about, I don't know, 67 years old. Or so, according to the Wall Street Journal, state political leaders across the country proposed new laws and staked out positions as a leak of a draft opinion indicated the Supreme Court could soon overturn Roe versus Wade, which would make the legality of abortions a state issue. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, a Republican, tweeted Tuesday she would immediately call for a special session if Roe is overturned to save lives and guarantee that every unborn child has a right to life in South Dakota and Alabama. A legislative leader promised quick action to quickly end abortion within our borders. Meanwhile, in New York and California, Democratic lawmakers say they would push to amend their state constitution to cement existing laws that protect abortion rights. Completely unnecessary in California and New York, considering how left-leaning the state is. You don't need an actual constitutional amendment to protect the killing of the unborn, but they will do so anyway. Legislative leaders in California are aiming to put an amendment on the ballot before voters if they can pass the supermajority Democratic legislature. By June, at a rally outside the state capitol in New York, Governor Kathy Hochul urged lawmakers to start passage of an amendment to the state constitution in upcoming weeks. An abortion rights amendment would have to be passed by legislators in two separate sessions and then be approved by the voters. California State Senate 
is also considering a bill that would create a government fund to pay for abortion. So in California, honestly, you get to choose your state. See, this is one of the wonderful things about federalism. One of the wonderful things you get to choose to live in a state that protects the lives of the unborn, or you can choose to live in a state where everybody is forced by the government to pay for everybody else's abortion, which is exciting stuff. Nancy Skinner, a Democratic state senator who co-wrote the bill, said, we don't want people to have to come here, but we don't want to leave women in desperation and we do not want deaths. Well, I mean, if you don't want deaths, then probably you shouldn't support abortion since that is an actual killing of an unborn human being. But basically, New York and California, they want to be attracting people for Disneyland and abortion in California and for Broadway and abortion in New York. Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont, Democrats, said Tuesday he would sign a bill allowing nurse practitioners and other medical professionals who are not physicians to perform abortions via vacuum aspiration and prescribed medication as well. And of course, you are seeing liberal-leaning states do exactly the same. And that includes, by the way, liberal-leaning states that have Republican governors like Massachusetts, Vermont, and New Hampshire. So a lot of states already have laws on the books that could ban most abortions if Roe versus Wade is overturned. Those, of course, would be the snapback states. So here is a, a map from the New York, from the Washington Post that looks at how this breaks down. So there are a bunch of states that had laws that were in place before Roe and that snap back into place if Roe is indeed overturned. That includes Texas, Louisiana, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, Missouri, Iowa, South Dakota, North Dakota, Wyoming, Utah, and Idaho. Now, not all of those laws are the same. The Ohio laws are not exactly the same as the Texas laws, but they are all restrictive of abortion. Then you have a bunch of states that had a, a ban on abortion pre-Roe, but they don't have a snapback law. So that would be like Wisconsin, Michigan, West Virginia, North Carolina, and Arizona. And then you have a bunch of states that have actually enshrined abortion in their law, and that's Maine, Vermont, New York, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, New Jersey, Delaware, D.C., Maryland, Washington, Oregon, Nevada, California, and Colorado, and Illinois. Those are the states. And then there are a bunch of states that have uh, a bunch of laws with regard to abortion already on the books, like Florida just passed a 15-week abortion ban. And you would expect that that ban would move gradually back toward the point of conception. So, in other words, there will be a wide variety of state laws on abortion, which is exactly what existed prior to Roe. Nine states, including Oklahoma and Florida, have passed measures that restrict abortion during the current legislative sessions. Of course, not in the same way. Oklahoma basically bans all abortion. Florida bans abortion past the 15th week, which is actually super duper late. The fact is, in Europe, that standard is usually about 12 weeks. So Florida's law is still more liberal than most of Europe at this point. In Arizona, lawmakers passed a ban on abortion after the 15th week of pregnancy this session, and with exceptions for medical emergencies, that was mirroring the Mississippi law. Republican lawmakers said the legislation would allow the states to quickly and easily enforce a similar law should the Supreme Court uphold the 15-week ban. Arizona also has a pre-Roe ban that could be resurrected if Roe is struck down. So again, it's going to be let a thousand flowers bloom. It's going to be each state gets to decide on its own specific abortion protocols, which is precisely what the Constitution suggested at the time. Now, there's a really interesting argument that's been made on the right. There's some natural law theorists, people like Robert George over at Princeton, who argue that the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment protects the lives of pre-born children. Now, the Constitution has never been interpreted that way because state laws were always going to protect. Like, this, this would have been an unthinkable thing in 1860, the idea that the Constitution would be necessary to protect against abortion because every state had laws on its books protecting against abortion. Robert George makes the argument again that pre-born kids are protected by the Equal Protection Clause, their life and liberty cannot be removed without due process of law, that the law protects those who are yet unborn. The, the Supreme Court has never issued any rulings along those lines. And so it's been much more of a sort of Robert Borky and Justice Scalia line that was taken by Justice Alito in this leaked draft decision, basically says not a federal issue, not a constitutional issue, it's a state issue. And so that is what states are doing, which means that there will have to be a pro-life movement state by state, which is what existed prior to Roe. 
and presumably would now be brought into revival. Now, the left is saying this is absolutely terrible because the American people, they love abortion. They love it. 70% of them want Roe upheld. That's because 70% of Americans have no idea what Roe does. Really, a huge percentage of Americans have no idea what Roe does. They think that Roe makes abortion available. But if you get rid of Roe, all abortions will go away in the United States. And that is not true, obviously. If you get rid of Roe, you'll still be able to abort seven-year-old children in California and New York. I'm exaggerating for effect, but not by much. You, you will just not be able to get an abortion in Texas or Louisiana or Georgia, which means that you will either think harder about whether or not you want to have a kid and use contraception if you don't want to, or you will travel out of state to get an abortion. But abortion in the United States is not over. And when you poll Americans, they just don't understand this because the media have lied to them for years about the idea that Roe is the only thing standing between the American people and the end of abortion. And that's not true at all. I wish it were true. It happens not to be true. So when you see polls about how many people think Roe should be upheld, it's because they have a misapprehension of what Roe actually does. Okay, that is, again, by polling data. So I'm not, I'm not saying that the American people are rooting their, their support for Roe in ignorance. They are saying that they are rooting their support for Roe in ignorance. Again, that is what the polling data suggest quite openly. People do not know what Roe does. And so the end of Roe is not going to do what people think it's going to do, which, again, is one of the reasons why there's not going to be a massive political blowback that Democrats are counting on. Democrats are, are really, really counting on the idea that this is going to shift the midterm elections. It is not going to for several reasons. One is this reverts to state policy. If you want to fight out abortion policy, you're going to do so in state legislative races. You are not going to do so based on your senator or based on your congressperson, neither of whom has much control over abortion policy. Two, the people who care deeply, deeply about abortion, that's relegated to two separate sides of the political aisle. And it happens to be a minority of both sides of the political aisle. So you've got the pro-abortion radicals. And that, that constitutes a vast minority of the American people. A very small percentage of Americans actually want abortion available until point of birth. Most Americans are somewhere in between. Most Americans want pretty heavy regulations on abortion in the last trimester, some regulations on abortion in the second trimester, and not many regulations on abortion early on in the pregnancy. That is where the American people broadly writ are. However, that is not even by state. If you go down to Alabama, a lot more people are interested in banning abortion outright. And if you go to Massachusetts, a lot more people are interested in abortion until you actually die of old age. So that is not evenly dispersed. But the people who deeply, deeply care about abortion are a pro-life minority and a pro-abortion minority. And those people are already invested in these elections. It is not that there's a bunch of people who've been activated. You know, there are only a few issues that really activate people in elections. That is a new threat on the horizon. Most people are not going to feel the new threat because, again, if you're in a blue state and you care deeply about abortion and you want an abortion, you're already living in a blue state. The crimson red states are already crimson red. They ain't changing. So the idea that independent voters are, are so deeply invested in abortion, it's just not true. Independent voters tend to vote based on the economy, as always. They tend to vote based on, say, a new threat to their children in schools. They do not tend to vote based on a hypothetical. And again, Democrats are now asking them to freak out about a hypothetical in which not only does their state outlaw abortion, but then they also get pregnant through no fault of their own and decide that they want to kill the baby. So that it's like a triple hypothetical. The state is going to do a thing it hasn't already done. You are going to do something that, that was unexpected, and then you're going to want an abortion. So they think that you're going to shift your vote as an independent voter based on a triple hypothetical, as opposed to the fact that, for example, you are now earning significantly less than you were last year because of Joe Biden's inflation or because of the fact that the local school board has decided to cram down the idea that boys can be girls on your child. Those are not hypotheticals. Those are happening in real time. 
So all of the Democratic wish casting where this is going to shift elections. No, it really, really will not. It really will not. Just going to just going to put that out there right now. Again, Democrats are deeply invested in the idea that their most radical held policy positions are deeply felt by the American people. And it's not true. They tried this with Wendy Davis in Texas. Remember, Wendy Davis was a state legislator and she was very, very angry. The state of Texas was going to pass pro-life laws. And she got up and she filibustered and she was wearing pink sneakers. And it was just an amazing national story. And then she ran for governor and she got clocked by Greg Abbott by one million points. And she's not held elected statewide office since. Right? She's, she's run for governor. She ran for senator, I believe. She lost both times. Like she, She's been a complete non-entity. People are not motivated to switch their votes in the middle based on abortion law. They just are not. Okay, so th- this is why when people cite these polls saying that a majority of Americans think the court should uphold Roe, that's because, again, they don't know what Roe does. Not only do they not know what Roe does, they don't particularly feel great investment in Roe. And the politically active feel great investment in Roe. But not a lot of other people do. And as the polls suggest, it's, it's what I've suggested. 57% of Americans oppose their state making abortions legal only in the first 15 weeks of pregnancy. A simple majority, 58%, opposes limiting abortion to the first six weeks of president, uh, of pregnancy. So basically, six in 10 Americans don't want heavy restrictions in the first trimester. But as you move forward, if you move closer to pregnancy terminate, uh, fruition, if you move closer to birth, then those numbers shift in the opposite direction. And by the way, most are unaware of recent abortion restrictions passed in their states, which again demonstrates this is not top of the heap stuff for most Americans. This is according to a Washington Post poll. 40% of Americans say their state has recently passed laws. 38% say that their state has not recently passed laws. 23% say they have no opinion. So six, that's 61% of Americans who either say their state has passed no law or they have no opinion on the issue. One in three say their state should make abortion easier to access. One in four say it should be harder. Again, these are not numbers that suggest broad majorities sweeping through the land upset about all of this. Because this is not a binary choice. It's a state-level issue. In one second, we'll get to the Democratic reaction, sheer panic, and why that is, why they're reacting with sheer panic. First, simple fact, you know, you spend a lot of time in your bed every night, hopefully eight hours a night, but you're probably tossing and turning and, and maybe you already have a great mattress, but what you don't have is a great set of sheets. Okay, the sheets make an enormous difference. This is why we at the Shapiro household, we took out all of our sheets, we threw them in the garbage, and we only use Bowl and Branch because it is the best sheets available. Bowl and Branch uses the best 100% organic cotton sheets on earth for a superior softness and better night's sleep. Their sheets aren't just buttery, breathable, and impossibly soft to start. They get softer with every single wash. They're really, really comfortable. Also, one thing I love about Bowling Branch, they have the fitted sheets that fit on your mattress. Very often, you get the fitted sheets and then they just sort of pop off the bed because they're not actually very good. They're not properly constructed. That is not the case with Bowl and Branch. You're not going to wake up in the middle of the night with your face directly on the mattress. There's a reason. Bowl and Branch sheets have over 10,000 stellar reviews. They're beloved by three U.S. presidents. You will immediately feel the difference. They come in nine versatile colors in all sizes from twin all the way on up to California King. Bowl and Branch sheets fit the deepest of mattresses. They are labeled with top and bottom tags. So making your bed is easier than ever. And they give you a 30-night risk-free trial with free shipping and returns on all orders. So what do you have to lose? Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code Shapiro at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, promo code Shapiro. Okay, so the Democrats are just reacting with absolute sheer panic, which demonstrates really how core abortion is to their entire worldview. It's not just that they care deeply about the ability of a woman to terminate her pregnancy. What they really care deeply about is a war that the left has waged on actual biology for decades on end. The idea being that biology is some sort of barrier to entry for people who are not white and male. And therefore, 
We have to shape biology and get rid of the consequences of biology and treat biology as a grave evil. Now, you see this in its fullest form with regard to the argument now made by Democrats that boys can be girls and girls can be boys for the sake of equality. But this begins with the idea that somehow pregnancy is unnatural, that it is not an expected possibility that when you have sex unprotected that you're going to get pregnant, and that even if you have sex protected, there's the possibility, minute as it is, that you might get pregnant. That somehow a pregnancy is a, is a foreign invasion of your body as opposed to the natural outgrowth of sex. And that therefore, the only way to establish equality is to get rid of the, like, the, the, the person who used to argue this the most actually was Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So Democrats have argued that it's a right to privacy issue, which makes no sense. They've argued it's a right to privacy issue since Roe versus Wade, a horribly ra- reasoned decision as we went through yesterday, which argued that somehow a woman killing her unborn child with the help of a doctor was a privacy issue, which is kind of bizarre considering it now involves three people, one of whom will die. But the Ruth Bader Ginsburg argument is really the more telling argument for the left, which is she said abortion was necessary because biology is an imposition on a woman. Therefore, in order to even the tables between men and women, we have to make it so women can kill their unborn children. That was the argument Ruth Bader Ginsburg made. And that, again, goes to the idea that life, human life, is a subjective decision. There's an entire democratic worldview that is embedded in the support for abortion. And it carries several premises within it. One, It is a matter of subjective interpretation what human life is because all of human life is a subjective interpretation. As the court held in Planned Parenthood versus Casey, it is the heart of liberty to decide the mystery of human life. No, that is incorrect. It is not at the heart of liberty to decide what another human life means. That is not correct. If it were at the heart of liberty to decide what other human beings mean and what their lives mean, slavery would still be legal and so would genocide. So no, that is not correct. Murder would be legal because there's not a murderer alive who believes that the person that they killed is someone who had the full right to life, and then they just went ahead and murdered them anyway. That's not the way that people act. So there's a subjective interpretation of what human life is that Democrats are very deeply invested in because that subjectivity allows them to remold the utopia they want. They're deeply invested in the idea that biology is subjective too. So they can remold all of society around the idea that inequality of outcome means that there was some sort of inequality in the system. And they are deeply invested, most of all, in the idea that there is no such thing as right and wrong, and therefore they can shape society however it suits them. So objective reality has to be obliterated and vitiated. And that is exactly what they've done with abortion. And they just ignore. Uh, This is why pro-abortion fanatics, everything is euphemistic. Everything. Right to choose. Right to choose what? You have a right to choose to get married. You have a right to choose to have sex. You have a right to choose whether you use contraceptives. You don't have a right to choose whether to kill an unborn human being. That right does not exist. It has never existed in the United States. As a right, as a moral right, not as a legal immunity, as a moral right. Prior to Roe, this was no no one even argued in these terms that you had a right to kill an unborn child. The moral relativism runs all the way down. And you can see this in in how Democrats are are freaking out about all of this. So Joe Biden reacted yesterday to the to the prospective decision. It's amazing. Joe Biden, by the way, still has had no comment on the leak itself. So you'd imagine the sitting president of the United States might have some comments on the fact that Supreme Court protocol was breached by somebody leaking in unprecedented fashion an entire draft opinion. It's never happened before. He had nothing to say about this because, again, according to the left, leaks are good depending on who's doing the leaking and what exactly is being leaked. I mean, by the way, I'm not aware of a single major Democrat, not one, who's condemned the leak itself, which should tell you something about their respect for norms. The the great respecters of norms, again, not one major, you're going to have to, Spot me the Democrat. Maybe there is one and I missed it. Spot me the Democrat who said the leak is bad. You can't find a single one. These are the norms protectors. Donald Trump violated all the norms. That's why he was so bad. 
Donald Trump was involved in a coup. That's why he's so bad. Meanwhile, you have people destroying Supreme Court protocol by releasing draft decisions in an attempt to overthrow the Supreme Court's decision-making process. And then you have the Democrats claiming that they want to pack the court. And then you have the Democrats claiming they want to kill the filibuster. Yeah, these these great norms protectors over here. Anyway, Joe Biden didn't have anything to say about that. He did say that this was a radical, radical decision, which is amazing. Again, the radical decision, according to the left, is let people vote on this issue. That is the radical decision. It is not a radical decision, however, to have justices simply take the issue off the table and make one rule for the entire United States about whether unborn babies can be killed en masse by the millions. Do you think that this leak has irreparably changed the court? We've never seen this happen before. Well, you know, if, if this decision holds, it's really quite a radical decision. It's a radical decision, according to Joe Biden. Now, not only is it a radical decision, I mean, this this dullard, the language that he uses with abortion, he can't even make the abortion argument in, co- in cohesive, comprehensive, or convincing fashion. It's pretty amazing. Like He uses language he knows he shouldn't be using in the middle of making the argument for abortion. So he says that this decision overturns the right to abort a child. Wait, abort a what? Abort a what now? Here's Joe Biden. I mean, so the idea that we're going to make a judgment that is going to say that no one can make the judgment to choose to abort a child based on a decision by the Supreme Court, I think goes way overboard. The idea that no one can make a decision whether to abort a child based on a decision by the Supreme Court. No, based on a decision by voters in their states. And also, thank you, Mr. President, for acknowledging that you're ending the life of a child when you perform an abortion. Really, thank you for that language. It's amazing. They just, every so often, they just forget to use the euphemisms and it spills out. That yes, they would like to abort a child. By the way, this is the Democratic Party position. Not that it's an embryo or a fetus, but that all the way up to point of birth, it should be legal to kill a kid. That is the Democratic Party platform position. That is a far more radical position than the idea that life begins at conception and therefore deserves some legal protection. If you're talking about radicalism, the radicalism, this is asymmetric polarization. This is asymmetric radicalism. It is deeply radical to suggest, as the Democratic Party platform does, that one minute before the baby enters the birth canal, he can plunge a knife into its skull, which is what the Democratic Party, this is their platform. It's pretty amazing. So Joe Biden, he makes religious arguments in favor of abortion. They're about as convincing as all of his other arguments. He's so bad at this. First, certain people make my life way easier. I don't know what I would do without them. For example, my assistant, Kelly, she basically makes sure that my life actually runs. And you know where we got Kelly? We got her from ZipRecruiter because ZipRecruiter is the best place to find great employees. If you own a growing business and you need to hire, ZipRecruiter makes hiring so much easier because they do the work for you. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily Wire. ZipRecruiter uses its powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review these recommended candidates and invite your top choices to apply. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that make it easy to filter, review, and rate your candidates. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within day one. No wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated hiring site based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of January 1, 2022. In fact, the hardest thing you have to do is to remember the special URL, ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily Wire. That's where you go to try ZipRecruiter for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily Wire. This will allow you to join the thousands of businesses that have used ZipRecruiter to increase the skill set of their employee base. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash D-A-I-L-Y-W-I-R-E. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire, which is why we've been using it at Daily Wire here for years. I'm the personal beneficiary. Head on over to ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily Wire to get started today. Okay, but that's not all Joe Biden had to say about the issue. 
Joe Biden also tried to defend Roe on religious grounds. And again, this discombobulated mess of a human being, his his religious analysis is lacking, shall we say. Roe says what all basic mainstream religions have historically concluded, that right that the existence of a human life and being is a question. Is it at the moment of conception? Is it six months? Is it six weeks? Is it, is it quickening like Aquinas argued? Um, that's unbelievable. So basic mainstream religions have historically concluded that the existence of human life and being is a question. No, this guy's a Catholic, by the way. According to him, he's a Catholic. Now, I may not be a Catholic, but the Catholic Church has been real clear on this one for a very, very long time. So either he is a bad Catholic or he can't read. One of those two things. As far as the idea that it's the quickening, like Aquinas. Okay, the quickening, which was the notion that you didn't know whether a baby was formed in the womb until you could feel it kicking, was because science was really bad circa about 1,000, as it turns out. Is it six months? Is it six weeks? By the way, there's not a major world religion of which I'm aware. I'm talking about Islam, Judaism, or Christianity. There's not a major world religion that suggests a quote-unquote woman's right to choose the meaning of the child in her womb. It does not exist. You'll see people who are liberal left-wing Jews today arguing that Judaism is a pro-choice religion. No, Judaism is not a pro-choice religion. Judaism is a pro-life religion that allows rabbinic exceptions in particular specified cases. That's a far more accurate take on what Jewish law provides. Now, again, I'm not arguing that Jewish law should be the basis for American law or that Christian law should be the basis for American law. I'm arguing that biology and human reason should be the basic for the, the basic predicate for, for law. And that is that human life clearly begins at conception, that everything from that point on is a human life with potential, not a potential human life, a human life with potential, and that it deserves legal protection. But if Joe Biden is going to make religious arguments, then really at some point he might actually want to pick up, you know, a Bible or a book of Psalms. And pr pretty, pretty amazing stuff. By the way, in 2012, when Joe Biden was vice president, he said, quote, with regard to abortion, I accept my church's position on abortion as what we called a defide doctrine. Life begins at conception. That's the church's judgment. I accept it in my personal life. I refuse to pose it on equally devout Christians, Muslims, and Jews. Well, no, but that's, that's kind of like what Muslims say also, and many, many, many Orthodox Jews. But in any case, Joe Biden being incoherent is just the way that it goes. Now, what's amazing here is that Joe Biden also acknowledges that his entire career has been about protecting Roe. Now, he used to say that he was pro-life in some ways. No, he wasn't. Here he explains that this is why he worked to destroy Robert Bork. Robert Bork, again, you'll remember that he was nominated to the Supreme Court by Ronald Reagan. And then Joe Biden was one of the key figures in lying about Robert Bork and slandering him as a racist. And here he acknowledges that one of the reasons he did this is because this process has been politicized by the left. Supreme Court nominations have been politicized by the left. This is why when the left protests, oh my God, the Supreme Court's political now. No, the Supreme Court just read the words of the Constitution where you cannot identify anything remotely resembling a right to abortion. You guys are the ones who decided that everybody who sits on the Supreme Court has to be a partisan Democrat who will do exactly the same voting job that Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi would. Here's Joe Biden admitting the quiet part out loud. It doesn't represent who's going to vote for it yet. I hope there are not enough votes for it. It's the main reason why I worked so hard to keep Robert Bork off the court. Oh, well, I mean, I, I, the, the reason you work to keep him off the court is because you wanted your political point of view enshrined into, into the Constitution. Pretty amazing stuff. Hey, maybe we'll get to more on this in just one second. First, we all know the first thing we do when we get home from work is change out of those work clothes and get into the comfortable loungewear. Well, luckily for me, I have Tommy John because as I slip into something more comfortable, my Tommy John loungewear set, I'm immediately enveloped 
and cocoon, supreme softness and unparalleled comfort. Not only is their loungewear cozy enough to use as sleepwear, it's stylish enough to wear for a quick stroll to the park with my kids. And you won't look like you just rolled out of bed, even if you may have done just that. Tommy John uses luxuriously soft tri-blend fabrics with flexible four-way stretch. Plus, their fabric is non-pilling, meaning it doesn't leave behind lint balls or fuzz. And guys, you might be wondering how they can get any better. Good news. Their underwear, amazing. I mean, I've been using them for years, literally throughout all my other pairs of underwear. Incredibly durable. Their fabric moves with you. It's just great stuff. Plus, Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee protects your most valuable asset. So shop Tommy John. Get 20% off your first order right now at tommyjohn.com slash Ben. Save 20% for a limited time at tommyjohn.com slash Ben. That's tommyjohn.com slash Ben. See site for details. Meanwhile, you have Barack Obama releasing a 719-word statement reacting to the leak. And um, again, nothing in here condemning the leak. There's nothing wrong with the leak, according to Barack Obama. Totally fine. Also, it's pretty amazing that he puts out the statement in conjunction with Mrs. Obama, right? This is to give him cover, right? Because the left will say, what does Barack Obama have to say about this? That is a man. Amazing, by the way, the way that the gender binary has returned in this conversation. Remember, some men can get pregnant, according to the left, and some women have penises, according to the left, but not anymore. As soon as we talk about abortion, bam, we snap right back to biological reality. Incredible. They all become biologists again. So Barack Obama issues a statement with Mrs. Obama, because again, a non-elected official like Michelle Obama, we clearly need her opinion. And here is what they write. Today, millions of Americans woke up fearing their essential freedoms under the Constitution were at risk. Oh, did they? Because um, some tens of millions of Americans have died under the knife over the course of the last 50 years. And so they didn't have the chance to wake up fearing anything because they were dead, thanks to Roe versus Wade. If the Supreme Court ultimately decides to overturn the landmark case of Roe versus Wade, it will not only reverse nearly 50 years of precedent, it will relegate the most intensely personal decision someone can make to the whims of politicians and ideologues. Love this language. Again, this is so, it's such a reversal of reality. The pretzel logic these folks have to engage in is really incredible. So I, I love, first of all, Barack Obama yelling about precedent. Dude, what? You yelling about precedent? You lit the White House up in gay pride flag colors after Obergfell, which reversed not 50 years of precedent, hundreds of years of precedent. So don't give me a lecture about precedent, dude. That's ridiculous. And, and as far as the idea that, oh, you're relegating the most personal decision someone can make to the whims of politicians. That I, first of all, uh, I've noticed that you don't feel this way about, say, vaccination. I noticed that you don't feel this way about, say, forcing doctors to perform puberty blockers. And, and surgeries for children. I notice you don't feel that way about any of it. You don't feel that way about the little sisters of the poor having to, uh, having to perform contraceptive care. I notice that you don't feel that way about those personal decisions. But also, um, this was relegated to the whims of politicians and ideologues. They just happen to be sitting on the court, not subject to voters. And then Barack Obama and, and wife continue, few, if any, women make the decision to terminate a pregnancy casually. That's just a lie. That's not true. I'm sorry, it's not true. I wish it were true. It's not true. A huge number of women decide to terminate a pregnancy casually. I wish I wish on a moral level that that were true. But the Democratic Party's moved way beyond this, by the way. Like he's now speaking the language of Bill Clinton circa 1995, the safe, legal, and rare language. The Democratic Party doesn't believe this. Democratic Party now believes you should shout your abortion. There's nothing to be ashamed of. It's something good. There's a reason that idiot Hollywood star Lena Dunham once suggested that she wasn't a full woman unless she had had an abortion. This sort of language is, is dated. It is antiquated according to democratic standards. But the Obamas say, few if any women make the decision to terminate a pregnancy casually. Again, the reason I say this is not true is because what the data show is that many, many women 
have multiple repeat abortions, which demonstrates they're using it as a form of birth control. They're not using it as a form of emergency contraceptive care. People of goodwill across the political spectrum can hold different views on the subject. No, you don't believe that. But what Roe recognizes is that the freedom enshrined in the 14th Amendment of the Constitution requires all of us to enjoy a sphere of our lives that isn't subject to meddling from the state. Oh, really? Tell me about spheres of our lives not subject to meddling from the state, Barack Obama. A sphere that includes personal decisions involving who we sleep with, who we marry, whether or not to use contraception, and whether or not to bear children. Uh, I noticed that um, this decision is not a reversal of Obergefell. I noticed it's not a decision of Lawrence versus Texas. It's not, it's not affecting Griswold versus Connecticut. And as far as the decision on whether or not to bear children, I noticed that there are multiple decisions that come before that decision and don't involve the murder of the unborn. Barack Obama and Michelle continue, as the court has previously determined, our freedoms are not unlimited. Society has a compelling interest in other circumstances, for example, in protecting children from abuse or people from self-harm. And the framework constructed by Roe and subsequent court decisions allowed legislatures to impose greater restrictions on abortion later in pregnancy. But this draft decision doesn't seek to balance those interests. Instead, it simply forces folks to give up any constitutionally recognized interest in what happens to their body once they get pregnant. No, it forces them to go and vote in their state. Again, he is, he is perpetuating a lie, and that lie is that Roe bans abortion across the nation. That is not true. Under the court's logic, says Obama's, state legislatures could dictate that women carry even pregnancy to term Every pregnancy to term, no matter how early it is and no matter what circumstances led to it, even rape or incest, the consequences of this decision would be a blow not just to women, but to all of us who believe that in a free society, there are limits to how much the government can encroach on our personal lives. Again, listening to this guy spout libertarian nostrums is ridiculous. He's the most intrusive president in modern American history. The hell is he talking about? There's not a personal decision in your life other than abortion and where you put your genitals that Barack Obama thinks the government should not be involved in. But the reason they draw the line when it comes to abortion and where you put your genitals is because that allows them to blow up the gender binary and destroy human biology and, and get rid of objective truth, the metric of which happens to be biological reality. But that's the only line they ever draw. He says, this will create illegal abortions that pose grave risks to health, et cetera, et cetera. And finally, he says, a clear majority of Americans support Roe, yet we recognize that while many are angry and frustrated by this report, some of those who support Roe may feel helpless and instinctively turn back to their work or families or daily tasks, telling themselves that because this outcome may have been predictable, there's nothing any of us can do. If that's you, we ask you to think about the college student waking up after her date, forced into unprotected sex. Think about, by the way, the number of women who have abortion due to rape is exceedingly low. By all available data, including Guttmacher Institute data, Guttmacher Institute, very pro-abortion group. Whenever Democrats use rape and incest as the exceptions, just understand that if you said to them, we will allow abortion in the cases of rape and incest, it's not like they would go back to being happy. They want abortion in all cases because rape and incest represent far less than 1% of all cases of abortion in the United States. Think about the couple that tried to have children for years or without any options when faced with the tragic reality of an unviable pregnancy. Think of any of the hundreds of thousands of women each year who deserve the dignity and freedom of making a decision that is right for their bodies and their circumstances. Well, but... There is such a thing as right and wrong. This is where the moral relativism comes in. They say that it's, a, that it's, their, it's their moral right, a decision that is right for their bodies, and only they can make a decision to kill this thing that has no outside interest. Well, understand that when Barack Obama talks about competing interests, he's lying. He doesn't believe there are any competing interests. He believes the only interest is whether you can kill a thing in your womb, and that thing in your womb has no independent interest in life. He says, we're not asking you just to think about these people. We're asking you to join with the activists who've been sounding the alarm on this issues, 
for years and act. Stand with them at a local protest. Volunteer with them on a campaign. Join with them in urging Congress to codify Roe into law, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the idea is activism solves this problem. Okay, let me just point out once again, this is not going to swing elections. It is not. It may have some impact in state legislative races. It will have no impact on federal races, none. But Democrats think that this is their moment. And here's the problem for them. Because Democrats believe that people support Roe on the basis of Roe itself, not because they have a misapprehension of Roe, but because they love abortion, Democrats are now going to push for abortion until birth enshrined into the Constitution. That is such a, it's an electoral loser. But go for it, really enjoy. Already coming up, the Biden administration, they are deploying their finest, their finest rhetoricians. Kamala Harris is out there again. Man, they, they just give her the worst beats. I mean, they really do. It's like, go down to the border and fix it, Kamala. Or why, why don't you fix Ukraine, Kamala? And now it's like, fix abortion. Kamala. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that in a moment. First, right now, gas prices, you may have noticed, are unbelievably high. Like, really, really, really high. We're on five bucks a gallon near where I live. Well, there's an incredible app everybody who buys gas needs to know about. That is Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download that free Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code Shapiro for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up cash back. Do not pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Upside. Download the app for free. Use promo code Shapiro for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank of gas. You can earn cash back at grocery stores, restaurants, and with takeout too. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. So what exactly are you waiting for? Download that free Upside app today. Use promo code Shapiro. Get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your very first tank of gas. Use my promo code Shapiro right now. Again, that is promo code Shapiro, and you will be getting up to 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your very first tank of gas. Can you really afford gas prices right now? No one can, which is why you should download that Upside app and get started with promo code Shapiro today. All right, folks, speaking of the fact that we need great employees here. I mean, we are growing so fast. We are seeking great candidates to support our growing sales team in several new roles, including the position of senior ad operations manager. This is a Nashville-based position. The person in this crucial role will be responsible for helping to build out our next phase of ad tech stack that will support aggressive, sophisticated revenue strategies and goals across audio and digital platforms. Ideal candidates love data tech and working with sales. To apply for this new opportunity on the Daily Wire team, for a list of all current openings with the company, check out dailywire.com slash careers. You're listening to the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. So the Biden administration has decided to deploy their finest rhetorician. We are talking, of course, about Kamala Harris, one of the most charming, brilliant, concise personalities in American life. She's amazing at this. So she put out a statement as well. She said, the Supreme Court has now confirmed the draft opinion that would overturn Roe versus Wade is genuine. Again, notice, not a single Democrat has a problem with this leak. Not a single one. So all the norms people just remember, they don't give a crap about norms. It's just that norms are just an excuse for them to do what they want. Roe ensures a woman's right to choose to have an abortion. It also, at its root, protects the fundamental right to privacy. To kill an unborn child. What is clear is that opponents of Roe want to punish women and take away their rights to make decisions about their own bodies. Again, you know what the greatest punishment is? The death penalty. You know what you guys want to do? Preserve the death penalty for innocent unborn children by their mothers and the doctors they work with. That's crazy. Republican legislators in states across the country are weaponizing the use of law against women. And they're going to try this war on women bullcrap that they tried in 2012. It ain't going to work. It just is not going to work. No one believes that protecting the unborn is a quote unquote war on women other than people who are already indoctrinated in that belief. And Democrats are, they're trying desperately to shift the topic away from the economy. They're desperately trying to shift the topic away from crime. They're desperately trying to shift away from illegal immigration. And they're going to go back to social issues and this claim that Republicans are going to prey on women in the night and all of this kind of stuff. It ain't going to work. It just is not going to. 
The rights of all Americans are at risk, says Kamala Harris. Really? My rights are not at risk. My wife's rights are not at risk. In fact, it turns out that the vast majority of Americans who don't have abortions, their rights are, are not at risk, actually. It turns out. And it turns out that the people who are having abortions, it's not their right to do so in the first place. No one can explain to me why there is a moral right to have an abortion. A moral right. Forget about legal rights. Explain to me the moral right to kill an unborn human being in your womb. Explain how that's moral. If the right to privacy is weakened, every person could face a future in which the government can potentially interfere in the personal decisions you make about your life. This is the time to fight for women and for our country with everything we have. Ah, oh, it sounds like insurrectionary language to me. Fighting like hell. I still that's insurrectionary language. But then Kamala Harris didn't leave it at that. She also decided that um, she was going to be one amazing rhetorician channeling another amazing rhetorician. So here she is channeling Greta Thunberg. How dare you? How dare you? Here is Kamala Harris being uh, as charmless as normal. Those Republican leaders who are trying to weaponize the use of the law against women. Will we say, how dare they? How dare they tell a woman what she can do and cannot do with her own body? How dare they? How dare they try to stop her from determining her own future? How dare they try to deny women their rights and their freedoms? Um, it is not your right. For, again, this all relies, all of it relies on ignoring the fact that you are killing an unborn human being. This is what it relies on. On the deepest possible level, it relies on the dehumanization of a preborn human being who happens to be your own child. It's an, it's an amazing moral argument. And I'm sorry, how dare you is not an actual argument. You want to make an argument for why a woman's right to career advancement outweighs the right to life of the human being that is in her womb. Make that argument, do it. No more euphemisms. The, the Democrats are, are kind of between a rock and a hard place, however, just on a procedural level. So they don't have the votes in the Senate to, to kill the filibuster on behalf of abortion. They don't have the votes for a constitutional amendment. And so they're going to shout about it a lot and hope that people care, which um, is not going to work. Chuck Schumer, the Senate majority leader, he also gathered on the steps of the Senate with all of his friends. Look at, look at this group of, of friends. And man, it's an inspiring group of people out there. And, um, and said the Democrats will fight this decision for as long as it takes. We will fight. We'll fight like hell, which, which means that they can't. They, they don't have the votes. This is a dark and disturbing day for America. Last night, a report came out that a conservative majority on the United States Supreme Court is ready to overturn Roe v. Wade and uproot decades of precedent affirming, uh, decades of precedent affirming a woman's right to an abortion. Democrats are going to fight this decision all the way for as long as it takes. We will not relent. We will not give up. We know history is on our side and we're determined to preserve this precious rights that are the bedrock of this great nation. Oh, the, the right to kill an unborn baby is the bedrock of the country, guys. It's not just an important right. It is the bedrock right is to kill unborn babies. Yeah, any country that suggests that its bedrock right is the right to kill unborn babies, good luck with God on that one. I mean, really. I rarely invoke religion on this program, but it's rather satanic to claim that the bedrock right of a nation is the right to kill unborn human beings. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty satanic notion, <laughs> uh, at least from any, any sort of religious perspective. Okay, and then uh, Schumer says the Senate will hold the vote. This is my favorite part. My favorite part is where he says, we're gonna do something. We're gonna hold a symbolic vote where we don't actually have the votes. Good luck to you, sir. 
It is our intention for the Senate to hold a vote on legislation to codify the right to an abortion in law. Second, a vote on this legislation is no longer an abstract exercise. This is as urgent and as real as it gets. We will vote no, to it's protect a woman's right actually. to choose, and every American is going to see which side every senator stands on. Um, so, yeah, it is symbolic. It is meaningless. He's going to do it anyway, because that's been his entire tenure as Senate Majority Leader, is to make people take stupid votes. That's, that's his thing. M- Nancy Pelosi also decided to go nuts. This devout Catholic with so many grandchildren, and she's doing this on behalf of the children, killing them. She sounded off as well. She went nuts. She called it an abomination. She, she went crazy over all of this. Elizabeth Warren lost her crap. So Elizabeth Warren, who is um, one of the great political failures of our lifetime, she showed up wearing wearing her pink jacket because pink means it means womanhood, except for the gender stereotype. But it's it's in any case, here is Elizabeth Warren, very, very deeply upset, very upset that her that the Supreme Court did not uphold or may not uphold the quote unquote right to abortion that exists nowhere in the document. So she's as upset as anyone has ever seen Elizabeth Warren, other than that one time that she pretended to be a Native American and got found out. The Republicans have been working toward this day for decades. They have been out there plotting, carefully cultivating these Supreme Court justices so they could have a majority on the bench who would accomplish something that the majority of Americans do not want. 69% of people across this country, across this country, red states and blue states, Old people and young people want Roe versus Wade to maintain as the law of the children land. The womb, we need to we do no, that. And we have a right. Extremists, we've heard enough from the extremists. We've heard enough from the extremes, says Elizabeth Warren. And then she says the extremist Supreme Court is going to impose its views on the rest of America. Again, this is a lie. Untrue. Not true. The Supreme Court is saying you get to vote on these issues. They have to lie in order to make you believe that this is the end of the world. They have to lie in order to make you believe that the Supreme Court is now usurping power. When in reality, Roe was the great usurpation of powers. They've just reversed everything. Okay, so Elizabeth Warren promotes the lie. Here's Elizabeth Warren saying that the extremist Supreme Court is imposing its views on the rest of America. Again, this is amazing. You had the Supreme Court that literally said no one gets to sound off on abortion in their states. That wasn't an imposition, according to the left. Now the Supreme Court says you get to vote on the issue. And Elizabeth Warren is like, this is anti-democratic. The Supreme Court was designed to not take into account public opinion. You are saying that they should have looked at the polling and then they should have voted in favor of Roe because you have lied to people enough that they poll the wrong way on the issue. Man, Elizabeth Warren, what a disappointment of a human being she really is. I mean, truly. Again, I knew her a little bit when she was at Harvard Law. She used to write interesting books. She used to be kind of a heterodox thinker. And now she's just a down-the-line Narrow, pro-choice America, Bernie Sanders radical, and she's unbelievably boring and bad at this. Look, I feel really angry about this. And what I feel angry about is that an extremist Supreme Court is going to impose their views on the rest of America. Oh, um, that, that, so when they let people vote, that's imposing an extreme view on the rest of America. Meanwhile, Elizabeth Warren, Great respecter of norms. She says it's time to kill the filibuster. Now, she's been calling for this on pretty much every score. She wants to kill the filibuster in order to preserve the killing of the unborn, of course. 
When 69% of Americans in a democracy want to see something happen, you'd think we'd be able at least to get a vote on the floor of the Senate on that question. But the filibuster prevents us from doing that. In the same way that historically the filibuster was used to prevent us from getting to the civil rights laws, to get us, uh, prevent us from getting to anti-lynching laws, it prevents us from having a vote. Oh, okay. So we're just going to destroy that norm as well. Meanwhile, it's it's amazing to watch some of the sort of mush Republicans on, on this sort of thing. So Lisa Murkowski from Alaska, she came out and she said that this this draft rocks. It rocks her confidence in the court, rocks it. Really, Lisa, it rocks your confidence in the court? <sighs> Go ahead. Roe is still the law of the land. Um, we don't know the direction that this decision may ultimately take, but if... If it goes in the direction that this leaked copy has has indicated, um, I will just tell you that it 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 rocks my confidence in in the court right now. Oh, it rocks your confidence in the world. Honestly, I'm with AOC here. So AOC came out and then shredded Murkowski. I mean, honestly, like I'm on AOC's side here. She said Murkowski voted for Amy Coney Barrett when Trump himself proclaimed he was appointing justices specifically to overturn Roe. AOC has a point. She and Collins betrayed the nation's reproductive rights when they were singularly capable of stopping the slide. They don't get to play victim now. That's that's fair. I mean, that is a fair take on Lisa Murkowski. It really, really is. That Words that would have never left my mouth before. A fair take from AOC. But bottom line is this. You shouldn't be surprised. Roe was always crappy precedent. Everyone right, left, and center understood this. Meanwhile, Cori Bush, is out there saying that not only should we abolish the filibuster, we should force pro-life Americans to fund abortions. We need to see who's going to vote for. Let's put let's put the Senate on record. You know, but when I think about what else the president could do, one option could be through the the, the federal. Um, I'm sorry, through the Food and Drug Administration. The president could have the FDA issue regulations to expand access to medical medication abortion. You know, we need to bring that back into the conversation so that pregnant people could have access to a two pill regimen safely and be able to end a pregnancy um, at home up to ten weeks. You know, also. Um, you know, what about the Department of Health and Human Services encouraging states to use their own Medicaid funds, of course, which is which are not governed by the Hyde Amendment, use that to cover abortion services. So we have there are options. We need to talk about all of them. Amazing, amazing stuff. Again, and Democrats think this is a big political winner for them. So good luck with that. We'll get to more on this in just one moment. First, I've been talking about my Helix Sleep mattress for four years. I got to admit. Last night was a very rough night. We had to take the dog to the hospital. Dog is okay, but didn't get a lot of sleep. The sleep I did get is thanks to my Helix Sleep mattress made just for me. If you haven't already checked out the Helix Elite Collection, you need to. Helix harnesses years of mattress expertise to offer a truly elevated sleep experience. The Helix Elite Collection includes six different mattress models, each tailored for specific sleep positions and firmness preferences. If you're nervous about buying a mattress online, you don't have to be. Helix has a sleep quiz that matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress because why would you buy a mattress made for somebody else? I took that Helix quiz. I was matched with a firm but breathable mattress. I love it. My wife loves it. They're big Helix fans here at the Shapiro House. Plus, Helix has a 10-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but I'm not sure that has ever happened. Helix is now offering 25% off all mattress orders plus two free pillows for my listeners. Head on over to helixsleep.com slash Ben. Use code helixpartner 
25. It's their best offer yet. It's not going to last long. That's helixsleep.com slash Ben. Use code helixpartner25 with Helix. Better sleep starts right now. By, by the way, the, the politicians are not even as bad as, as some of the people in the media. So the, the, the people in the media completely lost their minds. I mean, completely, completely lost it. They've lost it. And, and I got to say, the mush Republicans like Brett Stevens, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Brett Stevens has a piece in the New York Times titled, Overturning Roe is a Radical, Not Conservative Choice. Ugh. The new conservatism in which you're not allowed to overturn a bad Supreme Court precedent that allows for the killing of a million unborn children a year. Like, slow clap for the, for the conservatives who, who really think this. Brett Stevens says, Dear Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Barrett, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Thomas, as you'll no doubt agree, Roe versus Wade was an ill-judged decision when it was handed down on January 22nd, 1973. Ill-judged? And yeah, that is the, the massive, was Dred Scott ill-judged? How about Plessy? Were these ill-judged decisions? The mildness with which Brett Stevens takes Roe. It stood on the legal principle of a right to privacy found at the time, mainly in the penumbras of the Constitution. It arrogated to the least democratic branch of government the power to settle a question that would have been better decided by Congress or state legislatures. It set off a culture war that polarized the country, radicalized its edges, and made compromise more difficult. It helped turn confirmation hearings for the Supreme Court into unholy death matches they are now. It diminished the standing of the court by turning it into an ever more political branch of government. But a half century is a long time. America is a different place, with most of its population born after Roe was decided. Well, not thanks to the proponents of Roe, who, again, if you were born after Roe was decided, consider yourself lucky. A decision to overturn Roe would do more damage, would do more to replicate Roe's damage than to reverse it. It would be a radical, not conservative choice. What is conservative? It is, above all, the conviction that abrupt and profound changes to established laws and common expectations are utterly destructive to respect for the law and institutions established to uphold it, especially when those changes are instigated from above with neither democratic consent nor broad consensus. I don't remember Brett Stevens writing this column about Obergefell. Weird. Weird. I don't remember that. Conservatives for Roe. Just... Pathetic, pathetic stuff here from Brett Stevens. This, if conservatism is about conserving the left's view of things like abortion, it ain't conservative. If conservatism is attitude with no content, then it is completely useless. And meanwhile, you have the actual hardcore left in the media losing their minds. So CNN's Gloria Berger, Borger, she's like, are these justices politicians in robes? So in other words, it is not political for Justice Sonia Sotomayor to be a wise Latina who openly disparages the Supreme Court institution. That's not political. It's not political for Democrats to have as a litmus test how people will decide on particular hot-button cases. That's not political. It's only political when you don't get what you want, I noticed. The fact of the leak itself lets us into understanding that the court is political and has been political. You know, this has kind of opened the Pandora's box on the question of what the court is really like, are these people really a bunch of politicians in robes? Um, And how divided the country is. Oh, well, I mean, uh, if they were politicians, they would have looked at the polls. They didn't. This makes them not politicians. Meanwhile, the the Democrats are really trying to push hard, particularly the Democrats in the media. So you've got ABC's Terry Moran saying that this is, you never know what they might do next. What are they going to do next? My God, the Supreme Court, they, they might actually go back and overrule Loving versus Virginia and allow states to ban interracial marriage. Oh, really? That wasn't even based on the right to privacy, you idiots. That's based on the Equal Protection Clause. Wrong constitutional clause, you morons. And then they try to, well, they might overturn Obergefell. First of all, Obergefell is a bad Supreme Court decision. And if we had a Supreme Court with itself, they would overturn Obergefell. But they're not going to. They explicitly say, Alito says, I think three separate times in that decision that I read in nearly its totality on the air yesterday, that this has no impact on other cases of different lines. 
which is a clear reference to Obergfell, repeatedly. Okay, but Democrats know that deep down in the cockles of their tiny little Grinch-like hearts on abortion, they know that the abortion issue is not a winner. So they're trying to expand it out, say, well, you never know. The Supreme Court, they might go after gay rights. They might go after... Mm-hmm, sure, you're right. The same Supreme Court in which Neil Gorsuch idiotically ruled that the Civil Rights Act of 1964 covers transgender people is going to now overrule Obergfeld. Mm-hmm, I'm sure, Terry, go for it. The way Alito frames this, all rights that are not specifically mentioned in the Constitution, if they are not deeply rooted in our nation's history and traditions, whatever that means, wouldn't be legitimate. That would include gay marriage, maybe even interracial marriage, certainly not rooted deeply in our nation's history and tradition. So a lot of people are looking at this opinion. A lot of people are looking at this opinion. Well, um, I mean, they should be, but based on what it is, not on based what you guys wish that it were because that way you would get to pretend that that we are on the verge of fascistic takeover. By the way, even if they did overrule Obergfell, you know what would happen? Gay marriage would still be legal in a vast majority of states. Like, anyway, Whoopi Goldberg, again, more of our our just geniuses in the media sounding off. Here's Whoopi Goldberg going off on this one. This law came about because people wanted people to have somewhere safe and somewhere clean. It has nothing to do with your religion. This is not a religious issue. This is a human issue. If you care about me as a, as a human being, you should know three things. Getting an abortion is not easy. Making that decision is not easy. It's not something people do lightly. It's not something that you can so just what? do. It, it is okay, a pause hard... there for a second. This argument always... So you've heard, you've heard Obama make this statement. You've heard Whoopi Goldberg make this statement. That abortion is not easy. I, let me ask a question. Why? Why? Why is it not easy? Is it not easy because there's a countervailing interest here? And that is the countervailing interest in the right of life of the child? If that's the case, you're going to have to explain to me why it is that it's okay to do it. Really? Like, explain. If it's not easy, you have to explain why it's not easy. If you have to explain it's not easy because there's a countervailing interest in the life of, in, in the life of the child, why do you still get to kill it? No one can answer this simple question. Okay, Whoopi Goldberg, first of all, I, I also love her take that Roe was about the safety and security of women getting abortions. No, it wasn't. No, it was not. And it wasn't a law. It was a Supreme Court decision. It was not. It was explicitly not a law. It was not a piece of legislation. Okay, let's listen to the rest of this idiotic rant from, from Whoopi. It, it is a hard, awful decision that people make. Okay, so yeah, again, this is just, it's, it's an amazing, it, it's an amazing statement. It's, it's a hard, awful decision. Then why do you make it? And why should you be allowed to make it? I mean, really, that, that, that is the real question. Meanwhile, Joy Behar says she sees fascism. Uh, again, listening to people who want to control every aspect of your religious life, how you raise your kids, your economic life, whether you get a shot, whether you put on a mask, lecture you about fascism is uh, is really something. It really, really is. The only area where they want freedom is the freedom to kill the unborn. And again, where to put your genitals. These are like the, the two main issues for them. And you can make the case the government shouldn't be involved in those areas, but you have to make that case. Make it. Really. You don't get just to claim that you have rights to freedom to kill, particularly on that latter issue, on the issue of abortion, where there's a countervailing... I mean, this is a point that Alito makes. Even if you are a big same-sex marriage advocate, you can argue that there's a right to privacy that applies there because you're talking about private consensual sexual activity. When there's a life of a third party at stake, that is a different story. Anyway, here's Joy Behar talking about fascism. The fascist talking about fascism. 
We're not surprised. We saw this coming. My worry is that this is just the beginning. Next, they'll go after gay marriage and, and maybe maybe uh, uh, the board, the what is it, Brown versus Board of Education? Yeah. They already eroded our voting rights a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So I see some, I see fascism down the line here. I see fascism. Yeah, they're going to overrule Brown. I mean, these people are insane. Overrule Brown. They're eroding our voting rights. No, they're not. No, they're not. There's not a single suppressed vote you can name in the United States. What the hell are you talking about? They have to exaggerate because they can't make the case. Yamisha Alcindor also joined the crew of idiots. So here's Yamisha Alcindor. Again, amazing. Objective reporter Yamisha Alcindor, who is not objective in any way, shape, or form. Here she is. I talked to another woman who had tears in her eyes and said that she went up to the volunteers to thank them for their work because she said her, um, as a woman who's an attorney who has the means and resources, that she'll always be able to get an abortion because she'll be able to fly to one of what they're calling the 13 safe states, places that might continue to have abortion, mm. like California or New York. But for a lot of vulnerable women, women who are poor, women who are women, women of color, they will be forced to have um, pregnancies that they cannot afford. Okay, they will be forced to have pregnancies that they cannot abort is a great way of saying they will have their children and not kill them. The euphemisms, the euphemisms, the euphemisms. Meanwhile, Neil Katyal, really, I think I think he sums it up for the for the left. So Neil Katyal, who's over on MSNBC, legal analyst, he says he wanted to cry. He wanted to cry. Well, you know, maybe you should have spared a few of those tears for, you know, the dead kids. Maybe that maybe you should have spared some tears for, for that one. What is your first blush reaction, first to the substance of it, and second to this leak? Uh, honestly, I want to cry. Um, you know, I want to cry in so many different ways. <sighs> uh, these folks are a delight. They, they really, really, really are. Well, you know, you know I, I want to end on an up note. Planned Parenthood, uh, one of their spokespeople, they came out and said, this is devastating for us. Good. One of the more evil organizations in American life, Statement from Alexis McGill Johnson. Let me be clear. Abortion is legal. It is still your right. This leaked opinion is horrifying and unprecedented. It confirms our worst fears. While we have seen the writing on the wall for decades, it is no less devastating and comes just as anti-abortion rights groups unveil their ultimate plan to ban abortion nationwide. Understand, Planned Parenthood and our partners have been preparing for every possible outcome in this case and are built for this fight. Planned Parenthood centers remain open. Abortion is currently still legal. We will continue to fight like hell to protect the right to access safe, legal abortion. Um, but it's devastating for their team, devastating for their team. So um, I hope so, considering that you are involved in the mass murder of the unborn. So I hope you had a bad day. I hope you do, because a bad day for Planned Parenthood means a very, very good day for kids who are going to get to live now, which I thought was a good thing, but not according to the left. All right, we'll be back here later today with an additional hour of content. In the meantime, go check out the Michael Knowles Show that's available right now. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Help spread the word about The Ben Shapiro Show by giving us a five-star review and sharing the show with a friend. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to check out some of our other Daily Wire shows. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Bradford Carrington, executive producer Jeremy Boring, supervising producer Mathis Glover, production manager Pavel Wydowski, associate producer Savannah Dominguez-Morris, editor Adam Saievitz, audio mixer Mike Coromina, Hair and makeup artist and wardrobe, Fabiola Christina. Production coordinator, Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2022. The Libs lose it over losing child sacrifice. Amazon promises to reimburse its employees for abortion-related travel. 
And Skeet Davidson gets really creepy with Kanye's kids. Check it out on The Michael Knowles Show. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So, I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving.